the experience at Equity Guru. We are very pleased to uh, have you along for a little bit of sort of investment 101. I don't know everything about investing, but that's why I'm here because I want to learn and I want to help you learn too. So feel free to share these videos as you go through them because we're going to ask the questions of some very smart people, some people who have done their homework on the companies that we're talking about certainly and really in the investment world on a larger scale. And today we start with the COO and co-founder of Predict Medics, Dr. Rahul Kushwa is with us. Hello, doctor. Thanks for doing this. Hi, Jody. It's a pleasure. Let's start with you. A little bit about you first, because I read your bio and it goes on and previous appointments include scientists with the National Research Council for the federal government in Canada and human health therapeutics along with professorship at the University of Ottawa. You, you have this many credentials. What brought you to uh, predict medics? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that, that's a great question. And uh, especially for a person like me, I mean, I really come from the academic world. So um, I was a professor at the University of Ottawa. I was a scientist with the National Research Council of Canada. And uh, we were doing a lot of work with uh, human health therapeutics, which is a bit extremely timely looking at the pandemic we are in. Uh, but clearly it got to a point where personally for me, uh, I guess the academic world was not exciting enough. I was looking for something else. I was looking for a bigger challenge. And uh, that's how uh, Predict Medics really started. Um, because, uh, I mean, if you look at Predict Medics, it's really at that, that cross or I should say a, broad, a borderline between computer sciences and healthcare. And that's what we are, an AI healthcare company. Okay, so let's explain that to our viewer right now, because when I first looked at what Predict Medics is, it is pretty mind-boggling. This is like some, it's some next-level stuff. Like, you're saying that... Within your company, the, the hope and the, the goal and, and the mission here, it covers so many bases. AI that can really identify uh, somebody who might be under the influence of alcohol or cannabis, now also infectious disease and maybe even mental illness. Can you explain how that works? Is it like a booth or something that you step into? So, uh, so the booth is the outside structure that you see. So booth is really retrofitted with multispectral cameras and a host of sensors. So a lot of data is being captured from individuals as they're walking through these booths. But the brain or the proprietary technology is the underlying AI algorithm. I mean, you can have all the data in this world, but you need some really smart algorithms to make the decision. And that's what we are doing at Predict Medics. So, I mean, if you just focus on impairment, for instance, um, I mean, I think everyone uh, sort of raises the question that, okay, what is the kind of economic impact that impairment plays from a North American perspective? Right. So I was actually just looking at some stats and uh, Council of Economic Advisors in the U.S. Their take was that if we just focus on the opioid ep epidemic and we look at three years to or four years, 2015 to 2018, the cost of the economy was over two and a half trillion dollars. And these are, most of it is really indirect cost that pertains to uh, impact in workplaces. So that's the market we are going after. I mean, as much as we talk about opioids, I mean, alcohol is still a huge cause of substance abuse in workplaces and I mean, cause of impairment. And you add cannabis to the mix and really we don't have any kind of tools out there which can be used in workplaces. I mean, if you just talk about alcohol, you cannot bring out a breathalyzer and test every employee in a workplace. And that's where our technology comes in. 
Okay, so this is, this is a really interesting piece. So this isn't to replace a breathalyzer. This is to create uh, an, an AI doorway that tells you what is happening in your workplace, in your environment. It can be in your airport, on your, on your cruise ship, or what, whatever. It can tell you about a great deal about the person walking in. So this could be a big game changer. But how do you sell tech? from a marketing perspective, like where are you at with regard to um, accuracy or efficacy when it comes to this AI? So, uh, so one of the things I would say is, I mean, if you clearly look at the news that we have disseminated, we are working with a lot of Fortune 500 partners. And uh, clearly uh, with our impairment solution, we are in the commercialization phase. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, our vision is not just about impairment, it's about creating a safe environment in a workplace setting. And if you look at the major factors which sort of lead to the issues in a workplace, I mean, of course, impairment is a massive one. The yeah. second one is infectious diseases. Think of the flu epidemic every year. You have one person coming in who has flu. Next thing you know, a lot of employees are infected. People are taking days off. And the productivity in a workplace setting is impacted. And the third one is mental health. So with these structures or these safe entry stations that we, are, uh, we have developed, uh, it's about sort of positioning in a way that, yeah, in a workplace, you put a safe entry station, but the underlying AI algorithms are all designed to make sure that everyone who's passing through these doors is not exhibiting, let's say, signs of impairment. They're not exhibiting uh, signs of infectious diseases or they're not suffering from mental health issues. How do, you how do you diagnose somebody with a mental health issue by way of AI? So, uh, so that, when it comes to that tool, so we are using a lot of, visible imaging and as well as multispectral imaging. So think of it that when you're screening somebody, we are looking at their face from several different wavelengths. At the same time, you're using a lot of audio tools. So again, from a commercialization perspective, when it comes to our infectious disease symptom screening and our impairment solution, we are commercializing those solutions as we speak. But of course, when it comes to uh, mental health, there is still some more work that needs to go in there because as much as we are talking about the utility of the mental health solution or the workplace setting, it could also turn into a diagnostic tool. Because right. right now, if you talk about diagnosis of mental health issues, a lot of it is very subjective. There isn't a blood test that you can take for a mental disorder. That's and why it that's peaked for me, doctor. That's really why it peaked for me. I was like, wait a minute, I get how you could look at somebody and go, you're impaired, you know, you're under the influence, you've had too much to drink or you've smoked a joint or taken an edible or even you're ill because your temperature is elevated or your breathing's shallow or what have you. But for a mental illness, that the spectrum is just like the size of the universe. So it, it's, it's interesting, but a great, a great carrot to have at the end of the stick if the, if the possibilities exist. I mean, what a great part of this company. Uh, do, you, do you call it PMED or is, do you go yeah. predict medics? It's PMED, right? It's PMED. Okay, yeah, so well, if, I wanna be, if I want to be the cool kid at the school, I hear I'm going to be like, okay, so I was talking to... I was talking to Dr. Krishwal over at PMED, and yeah. I'm hearing about, okay, it's good to know. Um, what about, um, what, what are your challenges? Because, I mean, this all sounds amazing, but, I mean, things are really on quite a roll until July, and then since July, it's been difficult. COVID, obviously, has got to be slowing things down. I mean, we're doing this on Zoom, so one day we'll be sitting in a, in a proper studio and having this conversation, I hope, when, when you update on it. But what's happened since sort of June, July for you? What's changed? Uh, so, so again, I think one of the things that I would say is uh, that as you're talking about these 
safe entry stations, I mean, there is a lot of fabrication that comes into play. Right. So there is the actual structure, there is the underlying hardware, and then there is this, the AI technology that you have to load on that hardware setting. Gotcha. Uh, and then the structure has to be dispatched, it has to be uh, it has to go live in a setting, and then an engineer has to make all the right connections back up to make sure it's functioning again. So uh, what I can say, for instance, is, I mean, today as I'm talking to you, uh, we have units, for instance, that are being shipped to, uh, to sites both in India and Canada. Cool. So, and that's part of the reason that why I can say that when it comes to our infectious disease symptom screening technology and impairment technology, I mean, we are fully commercializing those solutions. There. Uh, there were some hiccups in terms of supply chains because clearly when you're sitting in the midst of a pandemic and there is this microprocessor you need which has to be part of that hardware configuration, I mean, yeah, somebody's going to tell you that, oh, yeah, you're going to have it in two weeks. Next thing you know, two weeks pass by. They're like, oh, sorry, we're in the midst of a pandemic. It's going to take a bit longer. And then you're like, ooh, I got to find a new supplier for that. <laughs> right, right. Okay, that all makes sense. Now, get down to the short strokes if somebody is thinking, I need this in my company, mm. what, is the, what does the hard cost look like for somebody at the commercial stage? So the cost of scanning an individual boils down to a few cents per person. But to so, install it, how much uh, is the actual, or do you lease it? Do you, do you borrow it? Uh, so again, so, uh, so the model that we have in place is it can be uh, a six month term, 12 month, 24, 24 months, so on and so forth. Right. So there isn't a big upfront cost that anyone is dealing with. But even after factoring in the cost of the hardware, it actually boils down to uh, first, I mean, a few cents for every individual that's being scanned. And ultimately, I mean, with, with COVID-19, the pivot to add the infectious disease piece had to have been like, we've got something here that's really relevant and needed on a global scale. So, so again, I mean, for us, the initial focus was more on influenza because we were thinking from the perspective of workplace health and safety. Right. Influenza pandemic happens every year and it carries a huge burden from uh, a workplace standpoint. Mm -hmm. And uh, next thing you know, we were in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic and we we're like, oh, we're developing this technology to screen for influenza associated symptoms. It's even more relevant now. So when it comes to partnerships and, and uh, you know, obviously we're speaking to one another in Vancouver, or I shouldn't say obviously because people are just learning about us, but we are in British Columbia and Canada. Is, do you have global partnerships involved in PMED? Yes, we have partnerships all over the world. I mean, of course, we have partnerships in North America. We have partnerships in Europe. We have lots of partnerships in Asia with some Fortune 500 companies. And um, just last week, for instance, we announced a partnership with Paris Defense, uh, they're one of the largest uh, defense companies in India, and uh, they are the registered vendor for e every single government and uh, public department in India. And their interest lies in taking our technology and uh, really, I mean, selling it to the government entities and the public sector in India. Because uh, you look at the numbers coming out of India, I mean, the way how COVID-19 is rampant there is just phenomenal. So, um, I mean, of course, when you talk about the government and the public sector infrastructure, everyone is looking for solutions that they can deploy to turn those environments into uh, more, more safer environments where the likelihood of catching an infection is perhaps going to be a lot lower. We're with Dr. Rahul Kushwa uh, from Predict Medics or PMET. Now the cool kids are saying. Um, <laughs> as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, what does your day look like? Like, what do you, what is it like for you right now with all of this on the go, what you just laid out, you must be staring down, if not deep into high demand. 
Well, let me just put it this way. So the moment I'm going to get off this call from our interview, I mean, next thing you know, I'm going to have 10 different emails to answer to. So uh, it's going to be a mix of our uh, engineering team, uh, business development team, and our partners. And considering we have partners all over the world in different time zones, so it's, it's really nonstop. Yeah. So uh, every single night it gets to a point where literally I have to turn my phone off because I know that as long as my phone is going to be on, I will be looking at my phone, answering those emails and answering those calls. So far, do you have happy investors, would you say? Uh, I mean, we, we've had a bit of both. I mean, clearly, um, a lot of people out there uh, are looking for uh, a huge return in a matter of weeks or months. Right. But, but I think if you just look at uh, where we started, I mean, if you just go a few months back, we were around seven cents a share. So considering uh, where we are trading at right now, I mean, we, uh, we, are, uh, we are actually, let me just put it this way. If we take this stock value aside and we look at what we have accomplished at, at Predict Medics, I mean, I'm extremely happy about it. Um, I mean, looking at all the verticals, the partnerships we have accomplished, the technologies we have developed, what we are commercializing. I mean, hey, we also have a remote patient monitoring platform that we are commercializing. So for the new investor who might only have a limited amount of money, mm -hmm. uh, what would you tell them if they were saying, why this company? Why you? Again, so, so the key is the different verticals that we are in. So it's not about, okay, that, oh, are these guys developing one technology? What if that fails? What happens then? So that's where it according to me, perhaps it's a bit more safer, if I can say, because there are multiple verticals and we're not talking about that we are doing R&D uh, with every single vertical, like with impairment and with infectious disease symptom technology. I mean, we are commercializing those solutions. Yes, we are doing R&D with our mental health solution, but that's again, one of the four verticals. And when it comes to our fourth vertical, which is remote patient monitoring, I mean, sometime in Q1, there, there is going to be that large-scale rollout and commercialization of our remote patient monitoring platform as well. It's fascinating stuff. I'm really glad that you get to be our inaugural voyage here on the Jody Vance Experience. Thanks for being with us, Doctor. Thanks, Jody. It was a complete pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thank you. That was great.